right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Raw and Unscripted. I'm Jake. And I'm Dominic. Hey, Dom, how you doing today? Welcome back. Another great day to record, huh? Yes, yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing excellent. Have you been on uh, Twitter lately? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned or, or saw much on Twitter, but uh, Raw and Unscripted, we got a big announcement. That's right. That's the news. People- we have a lot cooking right now. There's a lot going on. Big news, big news. Um, shall we dig into this news? Yes, of course, right away. So without further ado, I think we would like to welcome our third member. I don't want to say guest. He's now a member. Jake, Dom, and our third member. Um, and if anybody out there can guess it, congratulations. Give yourselves a pat on the back. But our third member is Zig. Yo, happy to be Cheers. Awesome sports. In the Cheers. A little, uh, we're a little hungover today, but you know what? We're going through it. We're, I'm glad we're making it. Are you staying We're going to make it to that. Yeah, water. I water right next to me, so. There you go. Good. Water up. Beer and sports. Nothing better. So let's uh, kick it off like we do any other show, but with our third member. So quick news. Anybody? I'll let you start us off here. Um, Giolito, no hitter. Phenomenal. Ph- phenomenal, is that the word you want to use? 13 use strikeouts? Phenomenal. Yes, I want to use phenomenal. Um, 101 pitches, complete game, obviously. Yeah, that's, yeah. How many strikeouts do you have? Wasn't it like 13? Yeah. 13. Dude, we just said that. I just said that. I did just say that. Oh, you know oh. what? I wasn't, I wasn't here. I wasn't How hungover are you? <laughs> Tell you, man, I'm, we're working through it today. <laughs> He's fighting. Did you? So here's the surprising thing about Giolito. Two years ago, among all active pitchers, he had the worst ERA in the league. Remember that when he first came? You know out? what, Jake? You know what? He's got that potential. So it only dude, took him a couple of years. Dude, you know what? He's he reached did. it. He's got the potential, I mean, he did. And, he's, and he's killing it now. Real life well, stuff. This isn't just MLB the Show potential stuff. This is the real life stuff now. What do you think about uh, how do the, how do the Nationals feel? Who did who did they trade him to get? Was it uh, Adam, Eaton? Adam Eaton. Adam. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what? I, I I think they feel pretty good considering they won the World Series last year. That is, you know what? That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do feel good, but like, better question. Better question. How do you think the Pirates feel? Like trash still. Pirates, yeah. I mean, they're just uh, – He threw it against the Pirates, and he they were is, still trash. Is Chris Archer still alive? Is he still yeah, pitching? He's there. He's still kicking. He's still kicking? Okay. He's still kicking. But, yeah, that was big news. First no-hitter in a stadium with no fans. So, that was kind of nuts. Yeah, weird. Um, I, I imagine that would be pretty pretty odd. They probably celebrated, and then they walk away after, like, hugging a bunch, and then they're, like, looking around, and they're like, wait, like, we're by ourselves. <laughs> Just weird. You got any other news today? What are we here? Well, the MLB is considering a bubble for the playoffs. We knew that, but it's more than likely going to happen. And uh, speculation rumors is that the AL will be hosted in LA and San Diego, while the NL playoffs will be in Arlington and Houston. So that's kind of cool. And the World Series will be in Arlington at a neutral site, regardless. So. Okay. Neutral site if the Rangers don't make it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nah. 
Didn't you say, uh, weren't you talking about the, the Big Ten? They might be coming back and having a late fall season, Jake? Yeah, apparently there's a report out there that they might reverse their decision that they just said and start sometime around Thanksgiving and have the season kind of run into January a little bit. But the Big Ten might might play. We might have college football, like for real. Yeah, for I mean, real. I would love that, but those are going to be some cold games. Oh, maybe we get to see some snow. I'll tell you what, playing in the that. cold playing in the cold takes a different type of breed. We do it in the spring when we start in our baseball season, and it is tough. I can't imagine yeah. football. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, like just thinking to myself, like just playing catch the football in the cold, you know, you feel that on your hands. I know those guys got gloves and, and they're staying warm, but like they're getting hit like in like, you know. And you know what? You know what, Dom? That's why they're the guys on the field. They're no, no, the I, guys talking about it. I know that, Dick. <laughs> Believe me. I'm I'm well I'm self aware, you know. That's big news. I would love for football to come back. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But I think that's all I have for today for just some quick things. I know that um, what's his face? Gerard Dyson was just traded from the Pirates, so not like Aaron he's Judge. Really, not like he's really relevant, right? Aaron Judge. Is, uh, did you say he's back on the IL or he's, he's back on the IL? Came back off the IL, played uh, played in the doubleheader, came off, back on. So. He likes it. He just likes it too much. I he, think. he loves the IL. You know? I think at this point he's made enough friends with other people on the IL that they kind of hang out together and maybe you know practice what? together. They just like the IL might if it might be like the cool new Yankees. Him and him and Stan, they they just love that IL man. Like they cannot get enough of it. You know what it is? Here, I better thought better this. They probably have really really good like batting practice or BP throwers on the IL, and so they like to hit home runs together on the IL team. Oh, okay. I was gonna say they lift weights or something, but that's just as good. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have like like the better weights on the IL team. Like the IL weight room probably has a lot like better. They just do like curls for weight. like 30 minutes straight. They probably do. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen them. But, that, but you so, know, you, you don't need to be too strong to hit a home run, uh, you know, left field, right field there. Now the Yankees are spoiled with that. <laughs> In all seriousness, from all Yankees fans, Aaron Judge, get better, please. Respect. Wow. You know what? This is fun. I'm glad Zig's on the on the show now. This is great. This is great. I'm glad, I'm glad we brought you on. Um, for all you guys out there listening, Tweet just went live. I would love for you to go check it out. Um, definitely worth the watch, if I had to say so myself. Hey, Jake, no one's listening live, so. Well, really- when they hear this and they Whenever listen. Whenever they hear it. They will check Twitter, is what I'm saying. And, you know, if they're not following us, maybe they will. Hopefully they will, and then they will like yes. all of our posts. Unscripted underscore raw. Follow us on Twitter. Yep. Let's move into our topic. What do you say? That sounds so our, great. So our question for today is, so we're going to discuss NFL teams. Which teams are going to be boom and which teams are going to be bust? All right, who's starting us off? Though? I would love to hear what Nick has to say. No, I, I think – Oh. I think we're doing uh, – we got a little golf segment first. Oh, you want to talk about golf first? Football. Okay, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can bump the, the football a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about golf yeah. for like five – a little bit. Let's yeah. Just... Let's, yeah, we can dabble in some golf here. I yeah. would love to get out so, and play some golf right now. I know that. I mean, that sounds nice, doesn't it? It's a little, you, raining. It's a little you, rainy. Didn't you say you shot like a, a what? 
a 88 on on 17 holes or something? 86. 86. Don't, yeah, uh, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Oh, it's real. It's real. Oh, I think that's. I mean, a that's. Score. You know, to some people listening, they might just be like, "Oh, that's not no, that that's great." That's a fake wide. score. If anybody out there knows Dom, that's a fake score because that's, I know no, for a fake. fact. Hang on, no, I know for a Ask fact Paul. you probably didn't count the ones you sent in the bushes. You probably no. didn't count all your three putts, and you probably didn't count your swings and misses. Didn't hit it out play. Hey, Dom, uh, you know there play. is 18 holes on the course, right? Did you? No, did yeah. You one? Look, man, we played uh, the first three holes in like an and literally an hour because of these four very old men in front of us. They weren't that so, old. They were playing golf. No, they were like up there. It was bad. We were watching them because, you know, we were right behind them the whole time. Every shot. So, I'm telling you, it wasn't great. Do you, think, the, them. Do you think watching the old men helped you play better golf? Um, no, I would, I would say no. You don't think I, you learned anything from the old men? Or do you think maybe they made you be less or more patient with your swings? Uh. I would say that I uh, improved after passing them. So, mm-hmm. you just found a stroke of luck that day. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No, I'm that's just, what they say. I don't know. You know I, wasn't the right time. I wasn't there, but I know that's not accurate. Enough about now, uh, now that we uh, now we touch base. That people know that Dom's pretty bad golfer. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, we get into the uh, the BMW Championship. The, the guys the good, that are good at it. Good golf. The good golf. So we got the we got the second tournament of the FedEx Cup top seventy. BMW Championship at Illinois. We got some, not some good scores. Very different between uh, Dustin Johnson's minus 30 last week. I think we've only got like four or five people under par. I think Matsuyama's leading right now. Um, I think me and Dom are going to throw out a couple guys that we think are some good golfers and some good guys to watch. Not necessarily the the cream of the crop, your Justin Thomases, your Bryson DeChambeau's, but some maybe some lower tier guys that we think can make a push. So, uh, some guys Tom, what do you say? Start us off. All right. Um, well, my first guy I want to talk about is Daniel Berger, who just like over the last like month I've been watching a lot of golf, um, and you know all season really since they come back, and he's been like really good. He's got a really unique swing. It, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's yeah. quick, and he he comes around that weird. Back swing's a little quirky. Yeah, it's weird. Um, not Matthew Wolf weird, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. And um, so so right now he is fourth in the FedEx um, points, um, and he's third in strokes gained against the field. So like okay. basically like he and he has seven top tens since the restart. He's been a birdie machine. He's fifth in birdie average, number one in scrambling. And uh, he's uh, third in one putt percentage. So like clearly he's, and he's doing, he's doing it everywhere. Like, it's not just like, he's not super one dimensional or anything. Like he's getting up and down and he's putting his putts away quick. One putt percentage, like I said, and he's 12th in strokes gained putting. So like he's, he's got it everywhere. And I was looking at some of his percentages, um, like out of the rough and out of the bunkers and yeah, from any range, you know, it's, it's, he's all over it. And yeah, I mean, I think right now, like I know he's sitting right around even par, I think, or maybe plus two plus three, something like that after one day. But uh, I think he's starting soon and he's, he's the guy I've been watching the most and, and having a lot of fun. I'll throw a, I'll throw a guy out there uh, for Kenzie Hughes, 
He's 36th in the FedEx Cup right now, so he's got to make a push to make it to next week since the top 30 advance. Um, he's got two top 10 since the pause uh, at the Memorial and at the Travelers Championship. Last week, he was tied 13th at the Northern Trust. He's kind of his, – his ball striking isn't the best. His short game around the greens is where he excels at. He's uh, seventh in strokes gained around the green, and he's 19th in strokes gained putting. That's kind of where his his game his good game is at. He's not an excellent ball striker by any means, but he gets it done. Um, he's doing well today. He's uh, two under. I think he won back Matsuyama, so he's got to keep making that push he wants to make to next week, and I think he's got a good chance. Yeah, I think someone like him is like – for the, the course, just like mentioning that it's playing really tough. And like, I think especially like they were talking about coming out of the rough around the greens, it's like, it's really tough. And for sure. someone like Hughes, like if he's that, you know, up and down type of guy and he putts well, like it's going to bode well for him. Yeah. So you got another guy down? Oh uh, yeah. I, I wanted to mention Victor Hovland because I really like him. He's only 22. He's from Norway. He's 24th right now, so he's, like, right there on that, that top 30 line. And uh, he only has three top 10s and one win. But he's shown a lot. I mean, like I said, he's only 22. Um, and not a lot of his stats are crazy, which is weird. But uh, just watching him, like, he plays really aggressively. And he's just super fun to watch. He's really powerful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's eighth in strokes gained um, approaching the green. So that's one area that he, he really excels at. And then also he's 13th in putting average. So he, he does, you know, I mean, he's got it all really. The other day he – You know, you know what I like about him is he's – he always has a smile on his face. He's like literally always smiling. Like he can hit a terrible shot and he just like laughs at himself. Yeah. I, I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. It's a hard thing to do to stay positive like that. I yeah. I don't smile that nearly that often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's kind of I guess like why I like watching him. He's just he's just got a good attitude. He's fun yeah. to watch. I got my second guy is Kevin Kisner. He's 23rd in the FedEx Cup, so he's about the same boat as Hovland, and he's been very very good since the pause. Um, He's got six top 30s in the nine tournaments that he's played since golf resumed. And uh, the other three, he missed the cut. So if he's playing well, he's he's getting in that top 30. He's got three top fives. His last two tournaments, he was in the top five, tied four and tied third. He's it's kind of the same as Mackenzie Hughes. He's not gonna he's not gonna outdrive you. He's more um, around the greens, putting. Uh, Shurok's game total, he's 23rd, so I mean, that's pretty accurate to what his FedEx Cup rank is. 15th in Shurok's game putting. And then, like I said, ball striking, not great, but he's accurate. He's 25th in the PGA in accuracy, which is always a good thing to have off the tee. Um, I think he's he's rather contention this week, too. I think he's kind of same as Berger, one, two, two over. Yeah, so yeah he's, he started all right. He's staying in there. Um yeah, he's a guy I like to watch, you know. So, it'll yeah. be a good tournament to watch over the weekend and see what we can get from the rest of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm having fun watching. Um, I wish it was on TV more, though, man. That's a, yeah. that's a real problem. 
got to wait until two o'clock and you know, it's spotty. It's just not right. But um, besides golf, I think uh, the main segment we wanted to talk about was football. And we wanted to just go into some teams that we like to boom or bust is what we're saying. Let's do it. Uh, Dom, start us off with your bust for the day. Uh, Yeah, so I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings today. Um, I can't believe that. Yeah, so I wasn't so I wasn't so sure about it. You know, I think picking this bust is a is a tough one, but it's I I have my reasons here, and and I think when it in the end it comes down to is the way the team's going to play, and if they're going to succeed in the way that they want to play. And with the Vikings, uh, like their main source of offense will come from running the ball and play action passing, which Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the NFL and play action. He has like a one, yeah, 140 passer rating and eight touchdowns. Um, this sounds like you might be a boom. I don't know if I, if you heard me correctly, but we're nah, lost. like I said, it's about the way they play and if they can succeed in doing that. So okay. just wait, just, you, you have to they, the- All right. You, this is, this is ridiculous. So Kirk Cousins is good in the play action, but we know Kirk Stop Cousins. saying things that are good. Do you this not understand what bust is? I don't want to hear about the good things about the Vikings. All right, guys. I don't want to hear you mention down. You got to hear. You got to hear the whole argument. This is not an argument. This is a boom. You're, I want to hear bust. Listen to me. Just let, let me let me talk. <laughs> what well, we know about the Vikings, like I said, they want to run the ball. Their offensive line. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, we heard that. Their yeah. offensive line is was ranked twentieth last year, and it's ranked 23rd by PFF going into the season. They have – their guard positions are both, like, open, and they're, there's a possibility that they're, like, third-round guards are starting in this position. Um, like I said, last year they weren't so great. They're probably – they're pro- supposed to be worse this year. They lost Diggs, who was a big part of their success, even though so – where, where did Stephon Diggs go? He went to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, like yeah, that's right. That's my team, the Bills, yeah. Two first-round picks. Oh, hush. Worth it. Oh, hush. Uh, the, the two first-round picks, by the way, the Vikings used to get Justin Jefferson and cornerback Gladney. So it uh, sounds like they're they're so so far upgrading from last year. I, I'm still waiting. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, let me tell you why they're not upgrading. Eight of their defensive players from last year are gone. There it is. Okay. Look, man, I'm getting to the point, like I said. The offensive line, like I said, not great. They're going to have to do something different. They don't have digs. Last year on offense, they – so you think about a running team. They run on first down. The Vikings, they run on first down a lot. They have bad success, below NFL average success, on second and third and longs. But last year, it was a little better than a typical running team, you would say. It would, it would be a, what some would call an unsustainable rate for a team like them. And uh, I think without digs, that's going to be something that they're going to fail to do is run those play actions on second and third down, which is what they were so successful at. It's okay, let me, ask, let me ask you a question then. So you're saying their offense isn't going to be quite nearly as good, right? I'm going to say – I'm saying it's going to – so we talked about last year how, how it was one-dimensional. Like, remember how that was a thing okay, and Diggs okay. was, like, really okay. pissed off and there was rumors so, about him demanding so a trade? So am I correct by saying that you're stating the offense isn't going to be as good? 
correct? I'm saying that the offense is going to be more one-dimensional than we thought it was last year. Like last year we thought it was one-dimensional, but it's going to be more okay, one-dimensional. do I need to repeat myself again? Am I no, I'm agreeing with you. I, do I have I, to? I, okay, okay. I, I, my next point is, is a follow-up question to that. So, okay, okay. yes, we agree that the offense is going yes. to be worse. Is it going to be worse enough that the Bears or the Lions are going to Beat, beat them ahead in standing. Well, I don't think they'll have to I, because the Packers – I see the Packers winning the division. I think the Packers will take a step down, but nine, ten games, they'll probably win. So, Vikings still second. Yeah, but if the Vikings are second – That's a terrible bust pick. It's not a terrible bust pick. I'm not saying the Vikings are going to be second. I'm saying that they're definitely not going to get first, and I think that – I was almost picked the Lions – you think the Bears and the Lions are going to be ahead of them? I'm telling you that I okay. I almost picked the Lions for my boom team. Terrible I like the Lions pick. a lot. Terrible bus. I I didn't even give you my whole argument. I'm I'm almost scared to announce my bus pick because I think I'm just gonna get you know a, like ridiculed by Jake over here. I mean, Jake is Jake is really coming at I'm me just, hard here. I didn't I'm even get a chance to say everything that I wanted to say. If like you're I said, pick a bus. They have to move up or down depending on if it's a boom or bust in the standings, right? They went to the playoffs last year. I'm telling you they're probably going to win like seven or eight games, maybe nine, and they probably don't make the playoffs. Wait, so you, they, think the number two, you think the number two team in the NFC North is going to win seven or eight games? Something like that. It's going to be, I think it's going to be closer than you think. Don't you think that division's pretty tight? It is tight, but I still think there's going to be two teams that might make the playoffs. I, I don't think – oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I mean there's a there's definitely a chance, NFC but I think, tight. yeah, that's what that's what I wrote down here is that that Jake won't let me get to, is that they're one their division it's it's getting tighter and I like I said I like the Lions the Bears they're gonna be gross but they're gonna be fine they're gonna win like seven or eight games they'll be there and the Lions will probably be right around there too, so I just think that we're talking about eight or so wins for the Vikings especially because I don't think there's gonna be as good. Last year, defensively, they weren't that great, and they lost a lot of guys, like I said. Offensively, they're not going to be able to do what they want to do in the, in the passing game because they're not going to run the ball as, as successfully and play action as much as they have in the past. And like Zig said, the NFC is just really tight, and the wild card races, I mean, look at, you know, the NFC West. Like, they could have both wild cards. NFC West is going to be off. Yeah, I, like I mean, the, I like the a NFC. Lot of those teams in that division. And then you're talking about the Cowboys, you're talking the about the NFC Eagles. Very tight. Like, there's so many teams here that we're yeah, talking about. The NFC is very good. There's not a lot of teams that you can, you're just going to go and roll over. So I think with the NFC North being how tight I think it's going to be, like, there's really a, a low percentage chance of Vikings make the playoffs. And that's my bus pick. I don't, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine, Jake. Um, I, you know, I didn't love it at first, but. Once I looked into it a little more, uh, you just you just started with off hot with a lot of positives, and I uh, like I said at the beginning, wrapped, man, it's, it's it part up. of the process, and yeah, I had All to right. explain the whole thing. Dom went zig. Let's hear it. No, <laughs> I'm going with another NFC North team. I'm going with the Packers. Oh, the Packers! Come on, come bring it, yelling at me, Jay. Come on, my my. Uh, I want to hear first. As long as you say they were the best. Uh, run offense in the league last year, but that doesn't – I don't want to hear that for a bust. It's talking about, yeah, well, we're talking about bust, talking about coming down from last year. So, if I'm saying how good they were last year and telling you why they won't be that good, that's exactly what a bust is. Hey, I'm talking to Zig here, Dom. Okay. See, okay. So, that's that's kind of my argument for the Packers. Like, they're still going to compete for the division. Like, they still might be number one. But they were 13-3 and three last year. 
This is not a 13-3 and three team. With, the, with how good the NFC is, they're not winning 13 games. They're winning maybe 10. I think that whole division is going to be competing for that division lead all year, except for maybe the Lions. But I do like the Lions as well. And this is why I think the Packers will regress to about 10 wins. Starters, they have no wide receivers after Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams goes out, Alan Lazard, that's your number one wide receiver. Side note, I think Adams had a hamstring problem in, in yeah. camp already. Yeah. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball to Alan Lazard. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you that they're throwing the ball to their their first draft pick and the backup quarterback because they obviously got that one right. <laughs> yes. You know what, Jordan? Yeah, Jordan Love, they might actually line him up on the outside this year. You know? Oh, gosh. That's what they drafted because that's what they needed, and so they yeah. went with what they needed. Yeah. <laughs> quarterback exactly they don't they, yeah they don't need wide receiver I mean, well, well, if you think about it this year's wide receiver draft class was not that great anyway <laughs> no this wide receiver draft class is terrible <laughs> no one was good you just no one was explained good. every reason why they should have taken a receiver exactly hey, but you know what you know what the packers signed devin funchess so what their season well, their season is saved. saved their season saved. is devin their wide receiver too oh my gosh I'm Guess sorry. What? Guess what? He opted out. He's not even playing. <laughs> See you, Devin Funches. See and he would, have, he would have been the most experienced receiver besides Devontae Adams. You know what else? Yeah, they, lost, really uh, they lost Jimmy Graham. I mean, he's oh. not that great, but he's a body. He's, he's a body for Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. Now, who's your, who's your tight end? Who's your red zone threat besides Devontae Adams? Uh, what, Jay Sternberger? Mercedes Lewis? Is he like 45 Mercedes years old? Lewis. I mean, come on. All right, Zig, I like it. It's a good It's I mean, a good. Aaron pick. Rodgers are, is getting up. I definitely don't think 13-3. and three. So, to put it in perspective, the San Francisco 49ers were also 13-3, and three, and they went all the way to the Super Bowl. If you looked at the team last they year, 13-3 and three was a little bit inflated for their record. Not going to lie. So, I do agree. I think that next year they might not be quite that, uh, that top-heavy uh, team. Don't get me wrong, like the Packers defense is still really good. They're top tops top ten in the league. Um, their offensive line is still solid. They lost Brian Balaga, who's a longtime starter for the Packers. So I think that was a bit of a downgrade. But I'm just pointing to, you know, thirteen and three is not not happening again. So that's that's where I'm going with my Well, I'll tell team. you what else is not happening is the Seattle Seahawks this year. They are just not happening overall. I think that Regardless of how good you want to say they did last year, you know, Russell Wilson, arguably Hall of Famer right now, um, amazing quarterback, love watching him play. But it's just right now they're just in a packed division. There's nowhere for them to go. Um, they're a team that's regressing. Their offensive line is filled with question marks. Um, they have so many pieces of their offensive line that are competing between a fourth rounder or a rookie first rounder or – a guy who is coming off an injury from last year. So their offensive line is terrible, ranks 28 out of the 32 teams last year um, in O-line grade. And not to mention that not only are they getting worse in that perspective, but teams like the Cardinals are getting so much better. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that they could sustain their, you know, what their consistency of making the playoffs um, in the last 13 of their 15 years or something like that. So you don't that, think the Seahawks will make the playoffs this year? Is that what you're saying? Right. 
I don't think that's I don't think they're a team that's gonna that's gonna make the playoffs this year. I think there's gonna be somebody else out there. Um, whether okay. that comes from the NFC West, I don't know, but uh, it's not gonna be the Seahawks if it is from the NFC. Who thinks having the better record this year, Rams or Seahawks? That's what I was gonna ask. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I still like the Seahawks just because I like Russell Wilson and have a little bit of a man crush on him. But I would not be surprised whatsoever if the Rams had a better record. So it's close. Yeah, a, like, yeah, you, I agree. I think I'm it's close. Big, I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. Yeah, I just care. I just love him way too much. To Russell Wilson vote is vote against him. I'm just sorry. I don't think that he's. Player. I just don't think that he can do enough to push the team to the playoffs, especially with a terrible O line. I just traded for Jamal Adams. Uh, it's true, and that could very I, much help them. I like the Seahawks this year. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I like them. I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I think if, you look, if you look at them historically, it, they're a very good bet to to put your money on. If you know Russell Wilson, them going to the playoffs so many years in a row, just adding Jamal Adams, it's a very good bet. I just the Seahawks think have all, the O line thing is going to be too big of an issue this year to overcome. Russell Wilson out or, or sits a game out or or something happens to him this year, they're done. The Seahawks have their flaws. I understand that, but I just. I trust Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's one of those things. Dude. I'm done doubting him. I'm not going to doubt that's, him. Yeah, Russ, that's my Russ thing. we trust. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, At the end of the day, he's one of those quarterbacks that, like, just wins games. Like, he just does. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I hope I'm very wrong, but I just don't see it happening. And, I, you know, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, there's good receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got Greg Olson, yeah. too. Little yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but I think they're going to bust. They're not going to be. They're not going to be the Seattle Seahawks that we've seen in the past. That's fair. I, I see the. I see the path. I understand. And I mean, shit. They're playing with the 49ers who just came off the Super Bowl. So, I'm telling you, it's just a packed division. It's going to be hard for them to do what they've historically done. Yeah, I mean, that division is going to be tight. Okay. Uh, good picks on the bust, I guess. Dom, <laughs> running game. But who do you have for Boom? Wait, Dom. Could it be possible that you have the Vikings as a boom and a bust pick? <laughs> no, no, so it Dom, could not. This it could not be boom. possible. So this is probably going to be a team that's better than last year is what you're predicting. I don't know. I don't know where you're going to go with this. You can't yeah. say better than last year. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, it's, it's really about, it's really about, like I said, this is what they did last year. They're going to be able to do it. No. All yes. right. Tell me, tell me who it is. And it better be good. I don't want to hear something. I true. think, no, I think you'll like this one. I do. Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I do like that one. I'm a Colts guy. If I, I don't not I don't, you know, associate myself with the team hardcore, but if I had to, it would be the Colts. Um yeah. So about the Colts, my reasoning for them being boom, right? Last year they're seven and nine. Uh just had some some rough stretches. I know they had some injuries. Um, and I think the quarterback was a big problem for them. Like Brissett, he's not bad. But it's one of those things that's like, I don't know if he went out there and, you know, was going to win a game for them. Um, but about the Colts, like, the, the number one argument I have for this is, is one, their offensive line amazing. is probably the best in the league. It's amazing. I, 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 what I was looking at earlier, they were ranked number one. And they have good – they have a pretty solid, you know, group of receivers with Hilton, Michael Pittman, the, the rookie, and Paris Campbell's the second year now. I think those guys will be like good for Philip Rivers. I see. You Pittman. think that thirty that thirty eight year old Philip Rivers is going to be able to step in and bring him some wins? It's not going to be like 
Yeah, well, like, it's going it, to be better be than what they had last year. I can tell yeah, you that. Exactly. And I think Philip Rivers is playing behind the best O-line he's had in his whole career now. So he'll throw some picks. Maybe, you know, like last year he threw a lot of picks. I don't think he'll throw quite as many, but he's always guaranteed to throw some picks. He's a risk, you know, risk award type of quarterback. But like with that offensive line and that system, they're going to run the ball a pretty good amount. And they have Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's a monster. Taylor right there. And Marlon Mack's good too. And Naheem Hines is like, I think of Naheem Hines, it could be that like Austin Eckler, you know what I mean? I think think one thing that you're missing of, are you done with some of your arguments? Uh, for the, for the offense, you know that's okay. that's really what think, it comes down I to. I think one thing that you're missing is the coach. I think Frank Reich. Is I, the yeah, coach. well, I was going to mention that at the very end. Is, okay. is just mentioned that Frank Reich is one of my favorite coaches in the league. He's he's really good. He's done a lot with little talent. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one of those things over the years where the Colts have like when you look at the roster, it's not always like the prettiest, but it, it, it's one of those things like it just comes together with him. Kind of like Russell. Like there's trust in those guys. Like he's Russell just good. Trust. Um. And, you know, besides the, besides the offense, their defense is, I think, better than people probably realize. Um, they were second in the, NF, in the NFL in tackles and third in sacks last year. And they have Darius Leonard, who's an all-pro. Darius Leonard is amazing. Yeah. Anthony, Walk, Anthony Walker, Justin Houston, uh, Malik Hooker, Kenny Moore. They have some good guys. And, uh, you know, they're, like I said, with a good coach, uh, just a good group of coaches like – they're well coached. It's kind of like the Bills in that aspect, where I look at them. What do you see, not a lot do you of big see them later in the season? If you're saying they're booming so much, they're I mean, be better. I, I just think where you see, like, I think their floor is like where they finished last year. So, like, at worst, like they win like seven games, but at best, it could be like twelve. And I think that they'll finish somewhere around there. And Will they overtake Houston. So that's that's what uh, my last little point was going to be is that Houston, you know, they're going through some changes. They lost Hopkins. They got David Johnson, some new receivers, Brandon Cooks. Uh, and their defense is really, really rough last year, and it's not going to get better. So I think I think they'll be good, and the Texans could win the division. It'll be a really tight race, and I think the Titans will be up there too. But I just think the Colts have, like, the, the foundation, and they know what kind of team they're going to be, and I think they're going to be able to win a lot of games in that division. And um, – Probably make the playoffs. Uh, probably win the division, I should say. I think they'll they'll make the playoffs for sure. I think they could win the division realistically, especially with Houston's uh, few departures. I think that the Colts could. Yeah, I th- like there's a chance Houston could be just great, but I just think there's a lot of variability there. All right, Ziggler. Are you gonna choose the Bills? You gonna choose the Bills? Oh, no, I'm not the they're going to win the Super Bowl, Josh Allen. Hey, they're, they're going to win their division, okay? But that's not who I'm talking about today. <laughs> I am talking about Shocker. the Cleveland Browns. Love oh. I love it. Cleveland Browns. I feel like this is probably the most obvious, easiest boom pick. They were 6-10 and 10 last year. They got that dope Freddie Kitchens out. Kevin Stefanski is Wait, in. wait, wait, wait. Hang on. What, what do you have against Freddie Kitchens? I mean, he was way over his head. He had, like, no idea what he was doing. Bad uh, hire. It was a terrible hire. I don't know what, I don't know what they were doing. He was anyway, not. Stefanski in. They, did, uh, they added Austin Hooper to their already loaded offense. Jack Conklin, very good tackle. Um, they drafted Jedrick Wills, Alabama tackle. 
10th overall. After last year, their offensive line was pretty terrible. They were ranked 23rd best offensive line after the season. Um, headed into 2020, PFF ranks them at number six. So big jump. Big, big, it is a big jump. And Stefanski's a run guy. And they got one of the best pure runners in the league in Nick Chubb. They have Kareem Hunt behind him, who is also pretty good. Kareem can also catch the ball. And let's not forget Odell Beckham, who's healthy now. Last year, he battled injuries all season long. He's healthy now. They've got Jarvis Landry. They got Austin Hooper. Here's what I'll say about the Browns. The Browns. They got Joku. I mean, the, the, the weapons are almost endless. And yeah, for yeah. sure. And here's, here's what I'll say about them. They definitely have the talent. We all see it. The talent's there. It's just a matter of do they want to play together? Are they going to put it together as a team? Uh, win as a team unit together because the talent is undeniably some of the best in the league in terms of their offensive production, their offensive weapons and all of that. But in the past, they just haven't played together. They're just, it seems like one guy's trying to do too much and forcing things and whether that's Baker's fault or the wide receiver's fault, who, who knows, but if they can find a way to get some chemistry together, I think you could be right in that it's a big boom pick. Now Baker, Baker was not great last year. He was, a lot worse than his rookie year, but I'm going to say that not all of that was on him. I, I really think Freddie Kitchens kind of hurt his development, but I do, I do really, really like Kevin Stefanski. I think he's going to get a lot out of Baker. Do you uh, think that this is Baker's year? All eyes are on him, of course. Do you think that if he if doesn't they don't succeed, Baker? Do you think if he doesn't get it done this year, do you think he's out? I don't think he's out. But I think that there's going to be severe questions about his job in the future. I think, I think that if he doesn't get it done this year, they're going to be looking for a replacement for sure. The, so I was going to talk about their, their offensive line. So Conklin has the number 11 run blocking grade tackle since entering the league. They added him. They have Joel Batonio, who is the left guard and they're, Center um, Trettler, who's a very – they're both above average. I think the one key to this offensive line being tops in the league depends on Jedrick Wills' development at tackle. Because if, he is very, if he's good, this, this line is going to dominate the trenches. And Nick Chubb is going to be running for a lot of yards this year. Um, I think that would take a lot of pressure off of Baker, too. If they could really, that's, yeah, that's the they thing. Could really figure out all, the run game. It's not all going to be on Baker this year. And the defense is very good as well. Um, their, their defensive line is one of the best in the league with Miles Garrett, obviously. Um, let's hope oh, he Miles Garrett. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't hit anybody in the head this year with a helmet. Wear your helmets. Wear your helmets. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, better keep that helmet on tight, Mason, although I don't think Mason's oh ever going to be playing in an NFL game again. So. Nah, yeah. Good for Mason. That's his claim to fame, I think. I think that's all he got. <laughs> that and the the time that he got knocked out and they, like, ripped his face mask off and kept the helmet on, and he got up and he was just like, oh, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miles Garrett straight up assaulted a man. Yeah, no way. <laughs> What a rough season for Mason. There were rumors that he was – they were trying to press charges, like legal charges against him. Yes, yes. 
man. What a weird situation. That's yeah, but besides besides Miles Garrett, you know, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, um, they signed Adrian Claiborne, who isn't going to start, but he's going to be a good rotational guy. Um, that line should get a lot of sacks this year. They got Billings as a run stopper. They brought in a rookie, Jordan Elliott, from Zoom in the third round. Um, I think their, their secondary is going to be probably about average. Um, Denzel Ward. Um, but hey, if, their, Williams. if their defense can overall just be average and their offense can yeah. put it together, that's all they need. No, I think they were depending on Grant Delbit to be their starting uh, safety, but he just tore his Achilles. So that might be something they have to – Chalk, figure out. chalk that chalk that up to KD and, and uh, Soroka. That's another one for the Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> you just add him to the list right now? Yeah, think about it. We got KD and Soroka so far. Add him to the list. So, so far, yeah. Like I said, fourth easiest strength of schedule. They were 6-10 and ten last year. This is the most obvious boom pick. They're, they're winning – I think they're winning 10 games this year. Ooh, that would be big for them. That would, in the playoffs. that would be a good spot to put him in the playoffs for sure. I think that division is going to be really exciting. I think the Steelers are going to be good too. And I think the Steelers Ravens could obviously. be good. I think the Steelers, it depends on Big Ben. I think they could be. I, th- I think they're just going to, I think they're going to be great. Great. Wow. Man, you should have picked them for your boom. Oh, uh, that would have been, that would have been a good one. Well, but, let me tell you about my boom then, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm choosing the Las Vegas Raiders. Whew. Yep, kind of, kind of different. Vegas. I don't know if you would have thought that was going to happen, but that happened. Did you see uh, the new stadium? What do they call that? The um, Legion Stadium. Yeah, what do they call it, though? The Death Star? Oh, oh yeah, it looks like the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I drove right by that stadium. It's actually – It looks dope. It looks yeah, dope. it does look cool. Well, hang on. Let me, here's, here's why I tell you why they're going to boom. Um, I think it's going to hinder on three people, uh, all producing and all doing their job well. One – John Gruden, it's his third year in the league coming back now. I think he's had sufficient time to put together a good game plan, kind of get some of his guys on the team that he likes. Um, I think that this year being his third year in this organization, um, he definitely has a strong appeal to the players at this point and can put together a good offensive scheme. Um, Secondly, I think um, Carr is going to be good. I think he was kind of underrated last year. I think people didn't realize how good of a year he was having. He had a career year in um, completion percentage at 70.4%, which is one of, which is, was a, a, top, a top of the league. And then yards per average, he had a career year as well uh, with 7.9 yards in the air. And that's with basically just Darren Waller last year. You know, if you think about it. Um, but then third is Jacobs at running back. I think he could just break out and have a hell of a year. I think I love that, John Jacobs. Yeah, yeah I think that he could just have a hell of a year. We all know that they ran the ball well last year. Unfortunate that he got hurt at the end, but I hopefully he stays healthy this year. But in five, in uh, six of his thirteen starts, he had twenty plus touches. He had hundred plus yards in five games, um, and they ran the ball forty five point five percent last year. So I think this year we'll see maybe something similar, but the passing game boosting that 45.5% because this year they did sign Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar, which I know Nelson Aguilar isn't just a glorious name, but it helps Derek Carr so much in the passing game. 
And so I could, I could see them putting, putting together a much more successful season. I mean, they were 13th in passing last year and 13th in rushing last year. So I think, you know, kind of middle of the pack, but they could definitely make a significant jump if they figured out some of their passing um, and getting, getting car just a few more weapons. And that, and that could be Gruden's game plan. That could be Henry Ruggs, you know, the rookie they just drafted, breaking out, something along those lines. Do you like the Raiders making the playoffs this year or do you just like them competing? I like them competing. I know it's still tough because the AFC South, I think, could, could produce a, a playoff team or so. Um, you know, the Bills, I like them there too. And it's hard to count out Belichick. I don't know what he'll do without Brady, so it's just hard to see kind of what the rest of the AFC is going to do. But I do think that they could put um, somebody like the Kansas City Chiefs in a more tight position. It, it won't be such an easy win anymore. Yeah, I think that division is going to be tough. But it'll, it definitely, I mean, the Raiders are solid. Like last year, there was a point in the season, but when there was that game when they played the Chiefs, and they were winning in the first quarter, and – they were only like two games back from them. And I was sitting there watching the game and I was just like, oh, wow, like they, like they could win. And then before I knew it, the Chiefs were winning like 10 minutes later. Right. Oh, I and I think that could, that could just be a flash of what could, could happen this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they had a chance last year. They just fell off a little bit at the end. I think, I think Jacobs is going to have to maybe be more prominent in the passing game um, with them as well, which I hope that just is more people overall prominent in the passing game, just more than – just Darren you know, I like I like Gruden. I think he recognizes that Josh Jacobs is his guy, and he's got to get him the ball. So I think he is going to be more involved in the passing game. I agree. I love to see that he had 20, t- 20 plus touches in over half the starts. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I didn't even talk about their defense. Their defense was just like fine last year. Um, they were tied for, I think. Uh, fourth in the amount of uh, giveaways, so they really don't turn the ball over that much. And uh, they finally got there. So last year, the first game of the season, their rookie safety, Jonathan Abram, went down. Um, but he's back this year, so that could help them out in the pass game. Their pass, their pass defense wasn't all that strong last year. Um, that will definitely help a little bit. But their run defense was decent. And if, as long as that stays the same, if they could figure out their offense, I think we could see a significant jump in their play style and how they compete against other teams in the AFC. Yeah, I like it. That's not not so bad. Uh, it's it's a deeper one for sure, but uh, you yeah, make a good argument. Maybe not so obvious as the as the uh, Browns. Yeah. So I like that. Me and Jake had a boomer bust pick. Dom had two booms. Nope. Uh, Dom did have two booms. I think that if we're if we're going through like takeaways from today's just, episode, well, let me just end Dom with saying this: two booms. You were the one that suggested boomer bust, and you really uh, just dropped oh, the man. bust. What happened? Just clarify the the Vikings. Uh, they made the playoffs last year, and I'm saying they will not this year. That, that's that's bust. That's them booming, or that's them busting. Yeah, that's bust. Yeah, that's yeah, that's bust. You don't make it's the playoffs. Like, it's like they made the playoff. Busting, no. I feel is like no, a, it's not a drop. Zimmer has made the playoffs with them like every year, but like a couple out of like a gazillion years. And to, to be fair, Jake. Our our bus picks were pretty similar as Dom's. We're just giving them shit. Oh, Zig, you can't say that. You can't say that. Come on, I know you had the Packers. Come on. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Come on, I know, and I have the, I have the guy that we all love in Russell Wilson as my bust, but it's gonna happen. Just watch. He's not gonna be in the playoffs this year. I disagree, but you know we'll see. Just watch. It's gonna happen. 
I hope they win the Super Bowl. Are you going to cry, Zig, if they win the Super Bowl? Who wins the Super Bowl? <laughs> the Hawks. Isn't that the year you cried? When the Seahawks no, that was the Patriots. It was when, when the they Patriots lost won. to the Patriots. Malcolm oh, that's Butler. right. That's right. <laughs> I just look over and see us. That was the Malcolm Butler interception. Shedding a tear <laughs> of disappointment. Just just sadness that the Patriots won again. Another another year. It was a, it was a strange Super Bowl. A lot of mixed emotions from the hungover thing. That is correct. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's all I had for uh, the show today. Do you guys have anything else? No. Good picks, though. I like them. Some, some hot and spicy ones. See how they pan out. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Dig, super glad to have you on. I think this was a great first episode, and I think it'll be great to have you on in the future and be a part of our team. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. It'll be great. Uh, for all you guys out there listening, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Tell your friends. Share it around. We'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>